Hi, um, this is part of a series of interviews with people who are helping to build a new economy. And today I'm talking with Francis Northrop of the New Economics Foundation, who's working on uh, what I think is called a new municipalism. It's big in Preston and in the UK, it's often called a Preston model. Hi, Francis. Hi, Dave. Um, first, what do I call it? Is it the new municipalism or the Preston model? And um, can you tell us what it is? Okay, so uh, yeah, we are calling it the new municipalism, even though it's really hard to say those two words together. Um, <laughs> and I think uh, people that um, we're working with would say that the Preston model is part of it, but it's not the whole entirety of it. Um, because the Preston model goes so far and um, the local authorities in the lead there. And I think genuine sort of municipalism uh, a kind of new wave would be much more about participation of people and citizens. So first of all, tell us what the Preston model is then. So the Preston model is basically a local authority seeing their role as being, um, it's been municipal so that they are there for their citizens. They're not there to serve um, big business or corporations and that they are custodians of public money. And so how they spend that money really matters. So they would see themselves as an anchor institution that can reorientate uh, the local economy so that it benefits local people before um, pe people from outside through the sort of inward investment model of extractive, of an extractive economy. So it started uh, about 12 years ago when uh, there was supposed to be a redevelopment of Preston Town Centre, which was was meant to be a big kind of, you know, like everywhere, fanfare, you know, this will save our economy, Every, all we need is, you know, some shops and some restaurants. And that fell through and so the city council started to look at how they might do things differently and how they might use their own um, resources to uh, kickstart a different kind of economy. Primarily at the start through procurement, so all the services that were, they were procuring, how could they procure from local small firms? but also how could they then look at where the gaps were and maybe start cooperatives. Um, and the model if, actually came from the US. So it, was, uh, in, it started in Cleveland, Ohio, um, and it's known as the Evergreen Co-ops over there, where uh, anchor institutions started to work in the same way. So did somebody from Preston go over to Cleveland? Somebody from Cleveland came over to Preston. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, Ted, the president of what's known now as the Democracy Collaborative, came over and spoke with the then leader of the council and to a group of Labour Labour um, um, councillors about how they'd use the model there. So effectively what they did there was they set up cooperatives to run um, the laundry for the hospital and also uh, growing food for uh, to supply the hospital and schools and things. So um, you say... If there's a, if there's a, if they can't procure something from a local company because the local company is just not there, um, the council will help set up a co-op to do it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's the the intention. So what happened in Preston was that they they be, became like the convener of the anchor institution. So they also started to work with the police and the hospital and the, you know the, the university and looking at how they could all repurpose their spend in a way that kind of worked. But there, um, but there are various, obviously, services that aren't provided in Preston now. And so, yeah, they, they start to look at how they might set up cooperatively owned uh, companies effectively. So they'll train people in how to set up a co-op? Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. 
And yeah. so, and what's the difference between the, the Preston model and the overall idea of new new municipalism? Well, I suppose if um, I, I suppose if you take, I mean, that's a really really sound thing, and it, that's not the only thing they do. It's not just about procurement; it's about assets and you know how you maximise you know built environment and and you know like they're regenerating the market and the bus station and things like that um and also about how you become a a, a good employer so a model employer so that every, you know preston council's a, a living wage employer that kind of thing um but what also kind of uh the conversation is also around what's happening in barcelona which came much more from the grassroots so that was people being elected into the city council from uh, the what was the 15m movement and the people who were um taking to the streets and and sort of meeting in the squares to campaign against all the forced uh, repossessions of houses and things after the crash and so that was much more about um local people getting together in assemblies in the squares and things and, and making policy through that kind of approach and also then repurposing the city council so it behaves in a municipalist kind of way and um how are uh, the, the new economics foundation involved I and mean, what, what do you do so i for a long time the new economics foundation have talked about the appropriate role of the state. So, um, I mean, my role there is to talk very much about local economies, but it, that isn't an exclusive thing. So we don't think that local, everything can be delivered locally. It's like this, the there's always a role for central state and there are real dangers with fragmentation of, of governance. But it's really important that areas can be self-determining in the way that they kind of are, you know, that they kind of feel is appropriate to them. Um, and then the central state should act as a kind of a, a protector of those interests and have the policies and the, you know, the fiscal policy that supports the, um, the local areas. So because that's always been our, um, our kind of position, then municipalism is a really important way of how you start to articulate how those local economies manifest, because otherwise they could just become... A subset of the national economy as we have it now which is what you're seeing with like the northern powerhouse and things where it's just the same old same old you know you attract big um investment you build lots of stuff you um you know you sweep away the old and then everything gets gentrified and there, there's less and less space for you know more creative kind of networks smaller businesses and enterprises and you know kind of just local activity basically and is the, is the national government supportive of the Preston model? I think we can safely say the national government certainly isn't supportive of the Preston Not, okay, okay. model. Uh, I mean, it, it's funny because I think probably there's, there is um, a type of conservatism that is very supportive of kind yeah, yeah. of, you know, there's kind no of... There hmm? There doesn't seem any reason they shouldn't be supportive. No, but it's when it starts to buff up against a kind of it, it, effectively it's socialist so you know there's you know it's being sort of labeled corbynomics so this idea that you it, it's interfering basically in the market so you see a lot of people talking about protectionism and how you know you can't control the market and really everything in the end the market regulates itself and and it's you know it works for people but if you think about how the national government they sort of um 
they don't collect taxes properly from multinational corporations, do they? They just, if you have a Starbucks next to an independent coffee shop, Starbucks, the, the independent coffee shop will be paying its full share of tax and uh, Starbucks won't. And national government don't seem at all concerned about repairing that sort of, that, that's, that's not a free market, is it? That's completely skewed in favor of, of the corporate sector. And, yeah, um, you know, they give them, uh, national government gives uh, multinational corporations um, lots of advantages, don't they? It's almost a, it's, almost, well, it's corporate welfare, isn't it? So that's, you would have thought that to redress the balance a bit, to give small local businesses a bit of a leg up, wasn't really, you know, uh, it's, it's still free market, isn't it, in a way? It's, it's not a planned economy. It's just, it's just giving a, little, a slight advantage to small local businesses, whereas in, in the wider picture, they're extremely disadvantaged. So it's just sort of leveling the playing field a bit. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we would argue. Absolutely. And, and they also really stacked against small local businesses and community enterprise and co-ops because access to land and buildings is really, really difficult in the places where, um, where they might be needed. So we've done some really interesting work with the East End Trades Guild who are a, a guild um, that cover sort of obviously the east end of London, sort of Hackney Tower Hamlets. And they organise uh, the local small businesses to have a voice, a collective voice. Um, and the pressure on rents is just insane in that part of London. And it means that you're less and less small independent businesses can exist in those places. And so you don't get a mixed economy, you don't get a mixed provision of services. Um, and then local people don't have what they need on their doorstep. Mm. And so uh, what, what ambitions do you have? I mean, are, are other local authorities adopting this model? Yeah. I, heard, I, heard that, um, I heard that Dumfries and Galloway are supporting local businesses in the same way. And Birmingham are building affordable housing and Nottingham and Bristol have set up community energy schemes. Is, is there anything else going on? There's a lot going on, I think. It's really, really interesting. So quite a lot of the London boroughs are looking at community, this, this idea of community wealth building. Um, and we're doing some work um, with Dudley Council. And, and what happens is I think local councils have been cut, their services and their, their income have been cut so much that they, are, they have been feeling like there's, there's nothing they can do, like they're totally powerless and that they're just kind of under the caution. Everybody also is really angry with them because they can't provide the services that they, they need to provide. And so um, everybody was feeling really kind of pretty dark, actually. You know, if you, if you imagine you're a commissioner of adult social care services and you know that you cannot protect the most vulnerable people in your borough, but that's what your role is and that's, what you, that's why you do your job because you want to look after you know, children in care and older people and people, you know, vulnerable adults, then it must, I, I can't imagine the pressure that that puts you under when you know that you can't actually provide those services. And what community wealth building does is you, you know, and I, I saw it when I went to a recent meeting in Dudley, is that when you pull people together who are responsible for procurement and commissioning in a, a local authority and other anchor institutions in that place. And you say to them, actually, look, you have got money. It's just how you spend it that matters. So, and also kind of working with local people to think about how you make that money go further. Because of course, smaller local businesses, they generate more community and social benefit than big corporations. 
and and you sort of you're effectively coming in alongside and you're saying it's okay let's do it this way and and it is it's really um it kind of just inspires people again to realize that they can do something so yeah that was what i want to I'm, I'm, it's funny you say dudley I'm, I'm i'm actually from dudley and um my nephew uh, still lives in dudley and um he's very keen to get involved in Sort of new economy stuff and he, in fact he would leave his job and work in the new economy if it was if it was possible in dudley um how what can individuals do to to help and to get involved um i think that's where the so that's where the preston model community wealth building model is really important because you kind of you need to repurpose organizations but i think is equally why it's equally important to have the kind of barcelona type model for want of a better way of putting it and it's evolving all the time i think these conversations evolve all the time and at the heart of it is about participation and democracy and how people feel like they can't get involved in things or there's no way in or the economy is not for them and so it's about how do you um how do you create a situation where people are involved again in decision making and yeah that's, um, yeah and, and I mean, especially at the moment, that is critically important for people to be together, to talk more. And so there's lots of conversations going on about citizens' assemblies and uh, participatory budgeting. And, and I think they go some way to kind of trying to pull people into a place. But I, what I think is really interesting is that I think we're seeing a movement of people who are starting to look at how they might get elected or how they might... Um, join other people to, uh, to canvas for people who might get elected into local councils so that they can start to do things differently. And I think that's a really interesting approach to how people might get involved. And I think just having, having places where people can get together and talk about those things is really important. Like uh, on Saturday, uh, the World Transformed ran an event in Bristol which is effectively, you know, the World Transformed is, a, is an event that runs alongside the Labour Party conference and, it's, um, and it was started by Momentum. And so what they do is they pull people into conversations about all kinds of different issues. And, and basically people come along and they say, we want to talk about this thing and they program it. And then over two days or three days, they, they have this full program. And so it's really worth looking at the Bristol Transformed recent program. Okay. Um, and I think increasingly we, people are creating spaces for more of these conversations to happen and whether or not that leads to people being elected, because I think that is part of it. And it is really important right down to a parish council level because they are the existing structures that we have. Um, so, uh, and then yeah. through to uh, and then people getting together, just talking about what change is needed, really. Well, here's to Dudley becoming the next Barcelona then. Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? I think there is something about the sunshine. I was saying that to a colleague. There is something about just the culture of Spain and being able to be outside in the sunshine that probably aids and abets that quite a lot. I think our version is probably a lot of church and village halls, but you know. So what are the, what are the biggest obstacles, do you think? Um, I heard that Amazon are approaching um, councils, particularly in Yorkshire, and saying, look, we'll, we'll do all your procurement for you um, and, we'll, and we'll do it cheaper than, than, than anybody else and just leave it to us. Um, I don't know if you've come across that, but I, I heard that Amazon were doing that. Um, yeah, what, what sort of, um, what obstacles are there? What barriers are there? Um, that really 
surprise me. I didn't know that, but uh, it doesn't surprise me. So, I mean, procurement and commissioning have been privatised for quite a long, you know, they've been corporatised for quite a long time. So most councils go with Circo Capita, you know, the big sort of those bigger players until recently Carillion. Um, and so th that kind of thing doesn't surprise me, but what I, so that is a massive barrier. Um, and also that you have a, effectively a hostile nation state. So you have a nation state that when they're putting, when they're giving money out through city deals or, you know, kind of all the devolution deals, they're basically saying, this is a model that we want you to adopt and we won't give you the money unless you adopt that model, which is a very old fashioned kind of, you know, same old, same old, how do you develop your local economy? It's all tech, it's all, you know, kind of just big scale stuff, you know, like we'll bring an Amazon fulfillment center to our place and that'll be, you know, what we, what we do to boost our GVA. So, but what I see now happening is like this movement of people that are talking to councils about how they can do procurement differently is really gaining a lot of momentum for want of a better word. So it? it's about giving people, procurement professionals in those councils, the confidence and networking them together so they can see that they can do things differently. And if they do things differently, then they can have a much better economy in their place that yeah. doesn't it doesn't actually kind of disregard a huge swathe of their population and only reward effectively shareholders somewhere else and all the few people that actually get the jobs in those places. And even those people who get the jobs, I mean, if you're in an Amazon fulfillment centre, there's a recent report, uh, in, they got one of those in Rougely, uh, which is um, near where some of my family live, and you drive past it and it takes like, I think it's about a quarter of a mile long. I mean, it's just hideous, no windows. And they looked at the stats of um, people um, who needed emergency services because of the way they were having to work there. Yeah, yeah, documentary. Really shocking. I mean, that dependency on the state from, so not only are they sucking money out by not paying taxes and expecting the local councils to put in infrastructure, they also have a drain on the state every day because people who work for them need to use public services. Yeah, and of course they just uh, terrible employment practice. I mean, it's just—it's a scandal. And they just suck wealth out of communities, don't they? To pay to pay shareholders somewhere else, and it's just, they're just a drain on communities everywhere. Yeah, they suck hope and life and everything as well as money out. It's just like wealth in its broadest sense. Dreadful. So don't use Amazon, kids. That's right. Don't do it. I say to my kids, they get very frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> um. So um. Yeah, so so is the is the Preston model coming to any other places that I don't know about? I mean, I've, we've talked about Dumfries and Galloway and Birmingham, and Nottingham and Bristol and the East End, any, and Dudley. Anywhere else that it's? Yeah, so a lot of the London boroughs, so Hackney, Islington. Uh, we've just had an inquiry from Newham, who were looking at bringing that um, into place. Haringey. Uh, so a lot of the Labour councils, um, you know, are, are starting to see that it's a, it's a way basically of them being able to. Uh, use their power in a good way. Um, any any Tory councils? Any Tory councils, or is this sort of it's along party lines? It, it is along party lines. I think that's probably the. I mean, it, that's the flip side. The great thing about Preston is that it was a Labour council, and it does enable the Labour Party to sort of articulate what um, what a, a national economy might look like. Um, in in part, obviously. Uh, yeah. uh, using the principles of that 
but because it's being labelled as carbonomics, then of course conservative yeah. don't really want to. I, I, I've got a bit of a thing about labelling, and if you label something carbonomics or socialist or labour, then instantly you have half the population against you right from the start. And I don't see why conservatives should be against. It's about strengthening local communities. It's not about sort of a centrally planned national economy. It's about local communities building their building their infrastructure and small businesses. And it's just that I don't see any reason whatsoever that conservatives should be against this. Um, and, and I think labeling things right from the start can cause problems if you label things left or socialist or when they're, you know, it's it's it maybe maybe doesn't need to be labeled in that way do you see what i mean i do yeah no i totally agree yeah i mean it is really really tricky because on one level you need the traction because um you know i mean if you really think that without i mean it's really interesting i went to barcelona recently and was talking um with people within the city council about what they're trying to do and what they're doing is incredible but there's only so far they can go because of the hostile nation state so because the Spanish government don't, you know, don't want what they're doing, then they push back on them all the time. And so really, um, I mean, obviously this is a debate that rages, but without a sympathetic national government, it will be very, very hard for, um, for this to scale in a way that you would want it to. It's, um, the policies and, the, yeah, the kind of... anybody the, the I don't see why anybody of any political flavour would would prefer um, multinational corporations over small local businesses. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And actually, no. I've, had, I've had conversations with our local uh, Tory um, candidate for MP uh, for my sins. He's a lovely guy. I like him, and I trust him. He's, he's, and he and he actually says he agrees with me about small businesses he said i do i would like to see tooting with a high street of small businesses small independent businesses i would prefer that to corporate chains and I said, well great fantastic if we can get conservatives on board like that it's a great thing i'm just i don't think this battle between left and right is very productive and i i, I don't see why conservatives should be against small local businesses no it's tricky are you optimistic about this the, the this new kind of municipalism and the Preston model spreading. Yeah, I'm really optimistic about it. I I think that people need hope at the moment. I think most people are really ground down by the situation that we're in, and that's even without you know the whole kind of debate about leaving the EU. I mean, because it's kind of obscuring the conversation about austerity and what what that's meant for this country, yeah. even though obviously that's part of it. But I mean, it's just, I mean, we are literally on our knees as a nation. I mean, it's just awful. And it's been so attritional that I think people haven't really, you know, that there's never been a really kind of strong movement against it. And so you've got people fighting over here for libraries and people fighting over here for, you know, disabled people, uh, cuts to disabled people's incomes. And you've got people campaigning over here around, you know, hospital closures. And it's never because of that. Um, there's been no real kind of pushback against austerity, and so we're in a situation now where I mean, councils are just—I mean, they, they just can't provide the services that people need. And I mean, that's not the kind of society I want to live in. You know, I, you know, I pay my tax so that people can, I can expect to be able to be looked after. 
to a certain degree you know it's collective responsibility and that's so important so here's a question we're um i think you know about this we're building an uh, a mutual credit system for the uk uh, sort of a moneyless trading system um, where uh, by very definition you know the wealth wealth stays inside your community because there is no there is no cash to be sucked out of the community um we've had this conversation haven't we about mm. the, yeah. so we have a website now it's opencredit.network and um could you see a council like preston and others um adopting mutual credit as a means of trading within the local area um and sort of encouraging the small businesses and the cooperatives that they're working with in a particular town to trade with each other or to just give it a try to trade with each other using mutual credit do you think that there's any legs on that um i think we're a long way from that really yeah what um i think w when you get down to procurement and the systems that people use it, it's quite a leap to start to talk about how you uh look to procure locally and think about social value and environmental value as part of your procurement as well as just best monetary value so that's quite a leap in itself about yeah. how you write those procurement documents yeah. um who you you know risk i mean risk is a massive thing i mean that's why big companies i mean ironically they're massively risky but you know they come along and they say we can manage all that risk for you that's what amazon will be saying to those procurement officers we can take all that risk you know and so let us do it um by basically saying change your procurement so that you're actually procuring from a smaller more effectively more fragmented group of people or businesses or organizations then you're you're asking procurement officers to take a massive risk with public money and you know they feel that responsibility so that conversation is only just really gaining traction now so if you then leapt very quickly to mutual credit, I think that yeah. would be really scary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, we're 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 building a national network and we're building local nodes, and we've got a long way to go as well. So it's it's a conversation I'd like to continue. Um, but yeah, it would be great to see to see, to actually see councils with mutual credit accounts. Yeah. Uh, to uh, at some point, at some point, that would be very very interesting. So. Um, how can people keep up to date with what you're up to? Have you got a blog or have you got a, how do they know what's happening in Preston and elsewhere? And how can they, how can they stay up to speed? So um, we've just pulled together a, a network of people who are interested in uh, new municipalism. Uh, and it's basically people involved in advocacy for it, people involved in researching it and people are actually doing the stuff. Um, and we, we had a, a meeting in Sheffield. Um, so we're, we're talking now about how uh, we start to do much more, com, many more comms around it, events um, and kind of participatory sort of activity so that we can spread the word much more about the idea. So I think a lot of stuff is already kind of entering the mainstream about it, which feels good, but it feels like a good time to sort of really amplify that. So is there a place that people can go to keep up to speed on that? So not yet. So we're just establishing 
something for that yeah so at the moment there's just a group of people who are sort of involved in it who are all you know sort of writing some blogs so there's yeah there are various different i mean as part of this um conversation i could send you some links so you can that'd be great it. yeah that'd be great yeah. and i'll put them um, the best I'll, put them in the, I'll put them below the video and i'll put them um on the blog that'd be great all right thanks ever so much francis that was a fantastic discussion that was very very interesting cheers dave <laughs>